0: Okay, everybody, welcome back to the PEGA Deep Dive Podcast. It's been a while since I released an episode, so I'll catch you up. I've been switching jobs, took my LSA application build exam, still haven't heard back, it's been a couple months. But yeah, in case you've never listened in, this is Michael Conklin. I'm a PEGA senior system architect, and like I said, I was recently consulting with Infosys, if you know them and recently switched to a different company, so I'm consulting with someone else now as a senior system architect, kind of a lead in a small team, but I'm not the Project LSA. Anyways, just to give you some background, why I have mentioned all that. Now, normally, the other episodes were kind of test prep. They were better for specifics. I'd go over specific rules. This episode, I'm going to do a little differently, because in this new project, I've noticed some design flaws and data models, and it's made me reflect on it more, made me want to go over the topics, kind of just talk freely, see where it takes me, and yeah, get some, maybe some feedback if people have it, but I really wanted to point out a couple major design flaws I've been seeing. And right from the get-go, this is going to be a lesson, I think heavily, the theme, really I'll probably name this episode Declare Indexes, because To me, it looks like a lot of people don't understand Declare Indexes. I don't know who worked on this project before. It was a POC, and now I joined the team, like I said, two months ago, and we picked it up and we're building out for a few clients. So clearly, when you have a POC, they they build what they can. They try to meet quick deadlines and just make it work for a demo, right? It doesn't have to be good because a lot of times they're not even making any money off it from the client. Anyways, let's... Start out, like I said, declare indexes would solve a lot of problems. And I think people don't understand declare indexes very well, or maybe they've never even used them. Good example I'll break into is on this project, uh, I had to do something with reporting. Yeah, in in case you don't know what declare indexes are, I'm going to get into it. But a good example of when to use a declare index is the client wanted a report. It was going to be on a page list. So basically, on the work object, in PUR work page, if we're looking at the clipboard, and you know we're just letting Pega open the case. On there, there was an embedded page list, and it had, let's say, you know, related clients. And what they were doing is they wanted to right get a report on this page list, some fields that were on it. They really wanted to, you know, link them. Basically, each item on the page list had a unique ID and it would actually correlate to two different cases, right? It's very similar, I mean, very common situation. And this is basic stuff when it comes to related data, relational database modeling, which is, you know, Oracle databases are almost always, if we're gonna use the relational database model, especially in PEGA, they use the blob, but they focus heavily on relational databasing. But I think this concept gets lost a lot on PEGA developers They get too focused on one table that has the blob, and if they want to get anything else, they just have to create their new table, and they don't think about how does Pega manage relational databases, which I'm going to say, right, like a lookup table. We'll get into all this stuff if I'm using terms that aren't familiar to you, but if you want to use lookup tables, I mean, that is a declare index in Pega. So... Anyways, let's, yeah, that's the example. We'll start with that example, real high level, that you need to write a report, and what you have is a, your work object with an embedded page list, and inside of that page list, those objects, there's some properties that they want to report on. So how do you get to those, right? Because if I write a report, like a report definition, those items can't be exposed that page list cannot be optimized well it can be but but in that table it can't be optimized right you can only have in one row you can only have a single value or a list but a page list would have to be stored within a blob in a single column right it gets really confusing and this is the same way right relational databases you want to try and take everything out take lists out and put them in a separate table. That way they can be managed independently and they take up less room in that table. I'm not going to get too far into relational databasing because honestly, I don't know it that well. So as far as optimizing it, I'd probably just sound stupid talking about it. Anyways, my point is what we need to do is, like I said, we have our table and one column is a page list. And like I said, you can't optimize that in that table, right? It won't expose the values there and put it into that row because I hope it's kind of obvious if you know what a page list is that you can't take all those items and put them right into one single row in a, you know, in a a column in a row. It's just not going to work. That's why Pega uses the blob to store all this stuff. That way they can conveniently store it all like they say in one, it reduces the amount of transactions that they have to make with the, with the database. And it's stored a lot more easily because then you don't get these complex tables with a whole lot of columns. The point is the data model, declare indexes. So let's go back to this point. If I want to, yeah, let's cover what a declare index for is first. So all that a declare index is, it creates a lookup table. So for example... The page list, like I said, uh, I have my work object, and I have an embedded page list on it. And that embedded page list, I want to be able to query in a report, right? I want to use a report definition, not an activity. Because normally, if you have a page list embedded, in order to report on that, you would have to write an activity to open each uh, work object, and then Now you've pulled back the blob, which means you have the page list, and you could loop over that page list and append it to another list and create your report that way. But that's not what we want, right? That's really inefficient. I mean, you're running an objopen, so you're running to the database, pulling back the blob, it's got to translate the blob, take the XML of the blob, turn it into something, read through it, find the pages that you want, pull that out, and then discard the blob out of memory. And it has to do that with each item, each object. So we want right, to write report definitions are created for a reason that SQL is made to very succinctly run efficiently. So in order to use SQL to query an embedded page list, we have to optimize it, right? But like we already said, you can't optimize a page list in the same table because it can't be optimized in one column. So what we do in relation relational databasing is we create a new table. And then we take each of those items in the page list, each row, and we'd create a new row for it in this new table. So for example, we have our work object. It takes up one row in the work object table. Now we create a new table called page list, whatever, and we store that page list in there. And let's say it has eight embedded pages on it. So now there would be eight rows in this new table, one for each item in that page list, and it would just have a foreign key, a key that maps it back to the work object table, which is obviously gonna be, I can't remember the exact property, I think it's pxref object ins key or something like that, px indexed, well, you can look it up. But the point is, that's how we do it right now, We're able to index each item in a page list in that table, and we can do it for, as we get multiple work objects, each with their own page list, their items in their page list would be indexed in that same table for page lists, but they would have a foreign key, a key that relates them back to the work object table to their work object, right? It would just be the pzn's key of the work object is saved into some column on the page list table. So I hope I haven't lost you yet, because I I know I'm using Pega-specific terms, but it's quite simple, right? In in databasing, we do this all the time. You know, a real typical example that people use is you have a table for customers, right? And then you also want to track the customer's transactions. Well, a customer can likely have a one-to-many relationship, so there can be many transactions for one customer. And we don't wanna store all this in the same table. That's gonna get messy. We'd be uh, duplicating all the customer data all these times for each transaction because it's gonna be the same customer data if it's the same customer. And so what we do in relational databases is we would have one table for the customer information, and then we'd have a new table for transactions. And in the transactions, the only customer information we would store is we would have one column with let's call it customer ID. And that customer ID would be the foreign key, it would correspond back to the customer table, and each customer would have a unique customer ID, and that's how you would relate them, right? If you have me as a customer, Michael Conklin, and my ID is 400, when you go to the transaction table, you just look for any transaction where the customer ID is equal to 400, right? I basically just wrote a SQL query verbally, and you will be able to find all the transactions that correspond to me. And if we, again, in relational databases, if we joined those two tables together, we would then be able to on, sorry, if we join them on that customer ID uh, where customer ID is equal to 400, then it would pull back just my customer information, so just one row from the customer table, and then it would pull back however many rows there are of transactions, right? I'm not going to go too in-depth. If you don't understand relational databases, then please look that up somewhere on the Internet. There's going to be great content on it. But I'm just trying to explain, right, now that we're in the context of how a relational database works, the way that we handle that in Pega is a declare index, right? Like I just said, that example, we would have, let's say, the work object to make it simple and high-level, The work object is a customer work object. And on that work object, there's an embedded page list of customer transactions, right? So we're looking right up, setting it up the exact way of the example we just talked about. And so in order to do that same model where we have a separate table for those transactions, and we only, we can store them all and look them up, we would have to create a declare index. And that declare index runs every single time that the object uh, goes to be saved. It runs this declare index to check if that page list has changed. This uh, customer transactions page list on the customer work object checks if it's changed. If it has, it updates. You know, adds new items to that other. Pa- I'm sorry, the other database table reindexes them, whatever it needs to do. Uh, we could get into the specifics of how a declare index really works in a later podcast, but for now, I really want to talk about the database modeling. And so the very deep specifics of a declare index I don't think are vitally important right now, but this high level is extremely important. So now that we understand this, we can go back to our original example and we would see that, like I said, we had, I mean, that's the example I just went over with customer transactions. But in my example, we had the main work object with a page list embedded and they want to report on it. So let's start to get into how you would see this in a report definition. So first, like I said, we set up our declare index, so we're set up there. So now every time that our work object is saved, the items in our page list are now saved to a different table and they're indexed according to my work object. So now I can write a report definition to query and bring back this information. So how would I write this in a report definition? Uh, it's quite simple. The main way that you would do it is you can write a report definition for in the work objects class, the main work object, and then when you, I guess I left this detail out. What a declare index does, right? When it creates a new table, it's actually going to create a new class. It's going to be like it's going to be index dash work dash page list, whatever the name is, right? That doesn't matter. The point is that it creates a new table and a new class. So you would join in your report definition you would join your work object with that declare index table based on how I said that there was going to be that foreign key in the declare index table. So now we can see that in the report definition we've joined the work object to the declared declare index, so the indexed pageless table. They're now joined and it's just like in our customer and transaction example, right? We're gonna have, I mean, they're gonna join on their overlapping pzns key from the work object. Because right, the work object's pzns key is stored in that table for the page list items, and now they join. So after all these details, I know I didn't explain it great, but that wasn't really the point of this. It was to give a real broad overview of declare indexing because what I've seen happen regularly is it seems that developers get too obsessed with exposing and saving an entire object. And by that, I mean, if you have, yeah, for example, that transactions, they would create a new table, not an index table, but just a fully exposed table, save all those items in there, and then they start running into some problems because they don't, use declare indexes, and so, for example, if you start saving new items in there, but for each item in a page list, so you're, you know, you're accomplishing the same goal that we're already accomplishing by using the declare index, so that, that works, right, I mean, we have a separate table that you're saving items to, but what happens is now what happens if this new table, these items in this page list, also have an embedded page list, are you going to create a whole nother table, expose that and index all the items, right? You start running into something that's really complex to maintain. And this is why Pega made that we have declare indexes because they're very easy to maintain. Pega handles all the heavy lifting. You don't have to write any logic to save over old instances, object open, objopen, delete. Pega handles all that with the declare index automatically. And then let me just give you a real world example. One thing I saw, On my current project, so instead of using a declare index, they manually set up to save to a new table that they had fully exposed in Pega. But like the example I said, inside of this page list where they're saving each item, each object, there's also another embedded page list like the example I just said, right? So now they would have another declare index, which Pega is set up for that, for a declare index within a declare index, it can go on forever. Instead, they didn't know anything about declare indexes and it would have been really cumbersome to basically write their own declare indexes for all these objects. So what they did is when you save this property before it's saved, it's a page list, right? They convert it into a delimited string in a single text property. They save that text property because it can be optimized, easily saved, right? And then when you go to use that property next, they have to run, uh, they ran an activity, You probably could have ran a data transform, but they call a function that splits the string and on the delimiting characters into a page list. And it is just, right, imagine how confusing that is when you're coming in as a developer to look at all this stuff. And the code gets a lot more complex. But my point is, to me, this problem really compounds. If they knew better about declare indexes, there's a lot of different ways throughout the application that would have been designed differently. So maybe this episode is kind of a rant (laughs) for me messing with this new application. But really, I think it's it's really educational because this is something that we gotta take a step back and really think about when we're designing the application. Uh, to go back to the first example that I brought up that I was working on where they wanted to report on, yeah, this. I mean, it's the same general idea that we've been working with, a work object with an embedded page list. So I sat down, designed it, said, oh, we're gonna have to make a declare index wrote out my design, and then reached out to my LSA, showed him the design, and his first words were, I've never done a declare index. And I was stunned, right? This is the LSA on the project, or at the time, he's no longer on the project. He moved off, but he had never done a declare index, and he was an LSA, because I said, well, I could do the activity method, but I'd rather not, right? I'd rather write this correctly. And he was like, yeah, I would have just written the activity in the first place. And so... Right, I'm not trying to blame anybody here. I'm just saying that to me, if you were to really look into the way Pega says it should be done and look at the way that Pega writes it, a declare index is by far the best method to use, right? Writing these activities, much harder to maintain, way more cumbersome on the system. I mean, right, you're writing your own obj opens, whereas a declare index doesn't even have to pull back the blob. You could, I don't even know, declare index tables don't have blobs sorry, tables that are created by the declare index. And again, we can talk more about declare indexes later. But the point is, it's just way more efficient, way better to run this way. And Now let's speak a little bit about just general data model design, right? Because now we start to think about, well, maybe we shouldn't use so many embedded page lists, right? Uh, And you have to question, I guess I won't question that. We'll start out by questioning, when do you use a declare index? Or when would it be appropriate to, you know, expose an entire table and save those objects? Because that is appropriate, I believe, that you have a page list. You know, there's there's a time and place that you actually, in your data model, are going to have to create an entirely new table, expose it, and save the objects, right? I mean, imagine an example where you have products that you reuse and maybe... When you add a page list item, it's going to save those products. They're very important. You don't want to just index them and save a couple values. You want to expose the entire thing and you want to be able to query it. You know, it's just going to be its own standalone table and not a declare index that's correlated to some work object changing those products, right? And so to me, that's a really good example of something where you don't want to use a declare index, right? Maybe you can add products from some screen. But you can also, in the middle of a work object, if you add a product to some embedded page list, it's going to run, probably an activity, but it's going to run some form of logic. And it's going to look, see this product doesn't exist. And so it's going to save it to that object. And right, like I said, a, a declare index, you can only save it to it when the work object runs. But I started out that scenario by saying, you can add new products independent of a work object. So clearly there are examples where we don't want to use a declare index, even though it's kind of the same setup where you have a work object with an embedded page list and there are items that you want to save. So really be conscious of what you're doing, but I really wanted to add a declare index to your toolbox. And again, we're going to go over this in a later episode in more depth, but for now, It was just kind of like a rant. I was seeing this, getting back in development on a new project. And so whenever you jump onto a new project, right, you start seeing things that are different. You start seeing new code that you haven't seen in a while. And it really makes you kind of contemplate best designs, best practices. And like I said, I, I went to the LSA at the time, and he'd never used a declare index. So I really felt like I should get this out there. Make everyone aware that declare indexes, their power, how good they are. And, you know, next time, if you still haven't learned more about it and you encounter a situation like this, maybe bring it up to your LSA when you're running past design or maybe your your SSA, your senior, uh, depending on what level of developer you are. You know, bring it up, mention it. Hey, I've heard of a declare index. You know, maybe if you got some time, go to Pega Community, read up on it. It's very powerful. Okay, well, thanks for listening in. I'm going to stop this episode. Again, sorry, this wasn't such a substantive episode. It was just really more of a real-life experience, kind of sharing with you some problems I run into with data modeling and some real-life examples. So thanks for listening in. Again, this was the Pega Deep Dive Podcast. Sorry I've been out a while. I'm coming back. I'm going to start making a lot more episodes, hopefully drop an episode every other week. So... Be aware, I'll always post it on LinkedIn and send out as many notifications as I can. Try to subscribe so that you'll get notifications when I drop new episodes. And yeah, thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.